I'm Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode six, leak when you exercise, there's more to the story. I want to first start this episode by telling you something that happened to me a couple years ago. Back when I was single and I was trying to pay off my student loan debt, I was working a lot, 11 hours a day. And as a physical therapist who uses her hands, my hands would get really tired and sore and achy. And in the wintertime, this proved to be a lot more difficult because I was using my hands all day, but then in the presence of the cold and the desert and the dry climate, it really made my hands ache. And so when I would go to the gym at night to work out and lift weights, because that was the mode of exercise that I used at the time, I started dropping my weights. I would grab a dumbbell and I would try to do bicep curls and sometimes the weight would drop out of my hands. A few times it hit my toes, but thankfully I was semi-fast and got out of the way. There were times when I tried to hang on to the squat rack to adjust the barbell and I just couldn't grab well enough with my hands. And so I took a moment to think, okay, I'm young. My hands should work. My muscles should work. My joints should work. What's happening? And so I did a little research and I figured out that some of it was, I wasn't managing some of my inflammation well. So I cleaned up my diet a little bit and got myself on an anti-inflammatory diet. And I started taking this, I suppose you could call it a supplement, tart cherry. Now this episode is not about me, about me taking tart cherry or changing some of the inflammatory things in my diet. What this episode is about is the fact that I expect that my hands work. Now, yes, I use my hands a lot and I used my hands a lot back then, but I had an expectation that my, my body works. There wasn't anything wrong with me like a neurological issue, or I hadn't had trauma to my hands or an injury of any kind, just I started noting, noticing that my hands weren't working as well. And I'd be willing to bet that if one day you started noticing that when you'd pick up your purse, possibly, or your diaper bag, or I don't know, just even the laundry basket, and you started dropping it, 
maybe one time might not be a big deal, but if you notice that it started happening and happening and it started to increase in frequency, you probably would seek out medical help. You might look a few things up on Google. What about your quads? So these are the big muscles that are on the front of your thigh. So what if every time you stood up, well, maybe not every time, but what if you stood up and every fifth time your legs gave out? It wouldn't probably be that big of a deal to start anyways, but then you'd start wondering, why are they doing this? What's happening? And you might ask your friends and they might be totally supportive. Oh, I bet probably what you need to do is you just need to get stronger. I bet that's what it is. What I would ask you is these are all issues that may or may not happen from time to time. But the interesting part that I want you to think about is not one person told you, or at least I didn't mention that part in the, in the stories I was telling you or scenarios, nobody said, hmm, guess that's just part of getting older or yeah, that's what happens when you become a mom. And I know that that kind of seems really silly, but I also want to take the, my story and these possible scenarios and let's put it on the same idea of leaking or peeing when you exercise or when you laugh or when you cough or when you sneeze. Isn't the typical response, oh yeah, that's what happens after you have a baby or Yeah, babies totally wreck us, don't they? Or, yeah, what did you expect after having kids? You're never going to get your body back. So while that's very well and true, that when we have a baby, our bodies do change for a little bit, but that doesn't mean that they are incapable of returning back to the prior function that they used to have. So let me... Let me walk you through this just a little bit so you have an idea of where I'm coming from because there's times that I'll I'll have this conversation with a potential patient or a potential client and it is totally still over their head. They're not getting what I'm after. So I want you to think about it this way. Our pelvic floor sits and it's attached to the bottom of our pelvis, meaning that it's almost situated like the bottom of the bowl. But some of these muscles wrap up into the pelvis and you can think of it as the pelvic floor is one part of the bread, the pelvis, the bony part is the meat and cheese and the other side of the bread or the other side of the sandwich is our hip muscles. So our pelvic floor and our hips, so these two muscles are creating the sandwich or they should be strong enough to help give stability and support to our pelvis and our hip. So us being able to stand and walk around, we are reliant on our pelvic floor for this. Another job of the pelvic floor is any time that we experience vertical motion, especially the downward part. So I've explained it this way before, but when you cough, laugh, sneeze, you don't leak on the part of the cough, laugh, or sneeze. You leak on the chew or the or the ha ha part. 
our pelvic floor senses that there's pressure coming downward. And so that pelvic floor will squeeze or create tension against our urethra so that we're not peeing. So to say that when you're experiencing leakage, that, yeah, of course, that that's totally what happens when you have kids. Now that you know at least these two functions of the pelvic floor, that seems a little insensitive, doesn't it? So I, I want you to I want you to try to understand this from a different capacity and or even use this episode as a resource to share with your friends or sisters or when this comes up and you might be at a loss for words or explanation how to explain this. There is a lot more than you just peeing when you laugh or sneeze or exercise. Your body is actually telling you that these muscles are failing. Let's go back to the first story when I told you I was working a lot using my hands and then I would go use my hands again that night to lift weights. Now, there very well could be a part of the story where my hands might have just been tired and asking them to become stronger may or may not have helped just because of the actual load that I was using with them. I was putting them through a lot, but really one of the the big reasons that I was dropping was because my joints weren't supported and my muscles were tired. And in the scenario that I talked about, if you went to lift your purse or diaper bag or the laundry basket and you dropped it, it could be because those muscles were too tired. They weren't strong enough. They didn't have the endurance, just like my hands, to be able to complete the tasks that we would expect from them. Or you standing up and your legs giving out is very representative of your muscles failing you. They weren't strong enough. They didn't have the endurance. They weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. So I want you to think about this the next time you leak or the next time you hear someone say that they're leaking too and it's just because they had kids, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's okay. These muscles are failing us and we have the expectation that our biceps and our hand muscles and our quad muscles and our glute muscles or our hips or our hamstrings, they have jobs to do and we expect them to do something. Why don't we have that same expectation of our pelvic floor? I would argue to say that some of this has to do with just just probably the lack of education and the lack of awareness that we have this muscle group, which I'll talk about this on a later episode on why I think the pelvic floor is the greatest set of muscles that we have. I know, I know, I'm totally biased on this, but these muscles should be given a lot more attention, especially after having kids. I believe I've said this before in other episodes. If not, I say it on Instagram all the time. If we have surgery on a muscle, we give attention and we give time and healing and appropriate rehabilitation to those muscles after a surgery. But we just assume, oh yeah, having a baby is so natural. And then because this said activity is so natural, of course we would expect our pelvic floor to fail us. Do you see how those things really don't make sense when we hold it up against another joint or another scenario? We should have the expectation that our pelvic floor does what it's supposed to, but we also have to give the pelvic floor the attention and the rehabilitation that it needs. 
So let's end this episode with some homework. What I want you to do is I want you to think about a time where your body or muscles didn't do what they were supposed to do. And I want you to, and you can do this in your head, you can write it down, or if you journal every morning or night, you can do it there. I want you to write out what you did. And then I want you to think about the times that you have maybe had your pelvic floor fail you, fail you, and the, t- and the things that you did or didn't do to address it or to help it or to figure out what's wrong. I don't want you to be frustrated or upset. And for the record, I'm not placing blame on anyone. I want you just to be mindful of this. And if you're in that situation now where you're having your pelvic floor fail you and you want some help, then check the show notes and schedule a pelvic floor strategy call with me. These are some of my favorites. And in 15 minutes, you will walk away with at least a month's worth of pelvic floor strengthening exercises and at least three strategies that you can utilize for your pelvic floor. Remember, you're an heiress and a queen and everything in between. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at Beyond the V, period, by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.